Welcome to Regulars Anonymous. With host, Zachary Landry. Sitting down with the people who are standing in line behind you at the grocery store. And hearing what they have to say. Uh. <laughs> How do you make her do it? Does she want an armpit scratch? Will that help? Give her a massage. <gasps> <laughs> she gets like full spa treatment while she's here. <laughs> Come on, Hunter, get in here. She's like, it's too much. Look at Enough attention. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> Olive, I think you gained weight. Mean mom. Does she feel heavy lately? No, like she feels she heavy lately. That's true, but that's supposed to be hair, not relatable. Fat. <laughs> hair, that's all. true. Hair has mass, Lindsay. <laughs> okay. So, how was everyone's day? Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> acquired a hedgehog. Yeah. You acquired a hedgehog for my friend's daughter. Very nice. Yeah. You pick out a name yet? Uh, she hasn't. We're still deciding right. what she is. Just I vote like for I've truffle. Heard, yeah, I think, yeah. Cutty or truffle. You're truffle like, I've already out, picked out a name, but I'm just waiting for her to accept it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so has anyone done anything like this before? No. no. All right, perfect. No. It's super chill. Low stakes. Bars on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. So how long have you, uh, has this shop been open? Two years. This month. Yeah, our birthday is on October 4th. Oh, coming right up. Two years, yeah. Yep. Excellent. And uh, who started it? Us two. Perfect, fair enough. Present, yeah. (laughs) Yep, and they both have been here for a year, basically. So what's it like working in the beauty industry? Ugh. I'm like, if I start, I won't stop. (laughs) Has its days. Good, but bad. Not bad. I should take that back. It's good. It's just a lot. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. 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 It's hard That's on it. your body, hard on your brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like our industry is like very unique and there's not a lot of industries that can quite compare. A unique in how, how so? Um, like I think we just deal with people in both like a really like intimate setting emotionally but also we have a direct effect on their self-esteem so just the duo of those yeah absolutely so do you find sometimes you end up playing therapist for folks oh my god yes (laughs) psychosmetologist sometimes you don't even know when you are and then you they leave and you're like holy yeah i didn't even say two words that whole three hours as soon as you touch somebody it's Mm -hmm. like instantly like they unload on you yeah i recently had somebody ask me do people tell you things that they don't tell anybody else just because they need to talk about it and then just started for like three hours told me her problems so Mm -hmm. Especially because we're like usually somebody that doesn't know anybody else in their life, mm-hmm. so we're like a third party, mm-hmm. yeah. third party biased. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Here's some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to press it three times. 
Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> okay, maybe just once. I don't know. Usually, just once. Oh my god! I don't know. I only press it once. I always press it three times, and it always has to be because you're so, you're so rammy. <laughs> just be sure. So, um, sorry, not to distract. <laughs> I just kind of make shit up as I go along. So if I notice things. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you see me looking at stuff or don't worry about it. Anyways, <laughs> we're talking, uh, therapy for folks, mm-hmm. third party accessories. Yeah. Like, I feel like we all like, I mean, the last time I had somebody cry in my chair was like two weeks ago. Oh my God. Oh. One week I had two people yeah. cry in my chair. It's very like emotional. Oh yeah. my gosh. Anything like just because they're talking and expressing themselves and. Yeah. And right. I think like sometimes like big hair changes come with like big life changes. Mm. Breakups. Yeah. Lots of people Breakups. breaking up right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Season change. Lots of bangs. Mm-hmm. Go yes. through a breakup. Yes. <laughs> That's a real thing. People yeah. get bangs when they're going through shit. Nobody wants bangs when they're healthy. No. Nope. I feel like women, when you go through a big breakup, the first thing you want to do is change your hair for Absolutely. whatever reason. 100%. Change how you feel. Yeah. Change everything. Getting revenge hot. That's yes. what it is. Mm-hmm. That as well. Mm-hmm. So, and also I think too, like our, like how we perceive ourselves is so, like our confidence as women especially is very fragile so it's easy to knock us off a ledge when we change our hair so tears just be rolling yeah and you become accustomed to a certain way that you look right you're invested in your looks Mm -hmm. and after so much time it's hard to you know it's like getting a new car that's how i would think about it honestly Mm -hmm. to be fair (laughs) 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 we're like i don't know had in my life <laughs> yeah and i had the same vehicle for 11 years so yeah that's true because <laughs> to be fair my look i think i will look like this until i'm 70 or until i die there's not a lot to work with and <laughs> i've just <laughs> hit like male the... energy right there oh, yeah. <laughs> well that's that right so unless Fair. i go to india and get a hair transplant i'm just committed actually turkey's the place turkey's the place you see this is there is an educational podcast now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what makes Turkey the place to go for a hair transplant? Um, they're just like right now they're setting up like really big clinics, so they're doing it for super cost-effective um, ways, and they also are like a fairly cost-effective place to travel to. So they're doing like kind of the same as like what this is a Turkey uh, podcast. <laughs> like Mexico does for like certain oh, dental. Like, beauty surgeries mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. Turkey's doing the same thing for hair transplant that they're making it a whole like spa experience when you go there yeah <laughs> the so, more you know yeah. is that our next trip yeah <laughs> fair enough well thank you That's... <laughs> and we're done yeah I'm booking a flight to Turkey that was easy I got everything I needed to know no 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 so what, what do you find is like a uh, what would be considered a difficult day then? Oh. I, I mean, and, and, well, and there's it, so many different reasons why you could yeah. have a difficult day. Like difficult energy-wise would just be having like lots of clients. If you run late once, you're basically going to be running late the entire day. Um, How many clients would you go through in a day? 
if you're fully oh booked. God, that's, that's totally depends. Depends. Yeah, yeah, it can be between two and like fifteen. Because some appointments, if you're getting like a full color and extensions, that's like six hours. Jesus. Or a so really crazy day. color, yeah. like yeah. And whereas barbers can have like fifteen clients in a day because they're doing shorter appointments, mm-hmm. but way more. Which is like so exhausting. Yeah, a hard day is having like lots of haircuts, extension tightenings. We were seeing like m- lots of people in a day, whereas if you see like two to three in a twelve-hour period, that's awesome. Yeah, you that's like a have chill a break, day. Yeah, like while their colors like processing, yeah. you can sit. Yeah. But if you have like client after client after client, then you are literally like running <laughs> <from> the swan. <laughs> exactly, Olive. She yells at people. <laughs> it's border patrol. And when you have a bunch of like shorter appointments through the day, you're having the same conversation over and over because you're doing like the small talk catch up with every client so it's kind of like groundhog day for 12 hours i get like, sick of hearing myself talk on those days mm-hmm. like an eye how was your summer <laughs> any fall plans sometimes i'm like how many times is shana gonna be like Lindsay, don't tell this story to your client again oh no please stop in my head, I'm like telling it with you. And then Tyler said this. There's a script. Yeah. I would say another like difficult day is there's sometimes people that like, it's not that they're like sucking your energy necessarily in like a way that's against them, but maybe they just need a lot from you that day. And sometimes you have couple people in a day that they just need a lot from you and then when you're done you're like I feel like I can't even breathe I'm so exhausted because <laughs> you've given all your energy yeah doing hair mm-hmm. is like a lot about holding space for people too which mm-hmm. a lot of people don't really assume mm-hmm. yeah and then when you go home if you have a partner who has like a more solitary job and they mm-hmm. don't talk all day you come home mm-hmm. and it's like what are you doing? How was your day? What did you do? This is what I did. And it's like, I need to just talk, not talk for like a half hour. Mm-hmm. So that's like super important too, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But in your head, you're like, shut the fuck up. Yes. So how long has everyone been cutting hair or doing, what, what is the correct term? Styling. Uh, doing, uh, yeah, styling. I don't know. There's yeah. so many terms. Working as a yeah. stylist. Yeah. 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 I have for nine. Mm-hmm. I have for 13. Um, for me, 11. Five years. All right. Yeah. New kid on the block. Yeah. Fresh blood. Fair enough. <laughs> Fresh meat. We're training her well. She now watches a lot of reality TV, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> in her downtime in the back. Yeah, in the back. Her time job this summer was Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> Watched 10 seasons in less than two months. You listening to it in your car, I was like, oh my yeah, god. That was not the first day I've done that either. <laughs> Why do you think I get to work so early? <laughs> Every time I get a Snapchat from Hunter, it's like, I'm listening to Giggly Squad now. Yeah. I'm listening I'm to this now. You guys are bad influences. When I told Cliff we were doing this, he's like, oh, you guys just think you're Giggly Squad now. You I'm like, do. maybe. Yes. I actually mentioned that when he asked us about doing do- this. That's the podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry, I don't know what it is either. It's the Bible. <laughs> it's our, yeah, what you live by. I did start season two of Summer House today. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Paige is not in it yet then. No. Cool. So how long into your careers uh, were you before you felt 
confident in your abilities as a stylist? I I don't know. I feel like I still have days where I'm like, ooh. Shitting your pants. Yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like I get nervous for most of my clients still. Mm-hmm. I feel like when you get like, yes, it's good to be confident, but when you don't have that feeling, it's kind of like, that's when mistakes start to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just feel like you should always be learning, especially in totally. this job, because yeah. there's always new stuff. There's always different stylists. Well, and there's always scenarios that you've never encountered before too (laughs) i would say if i were to pin it i feel like maybe about mm, like seven ish years is when i like felt like i wasn't shitting my pants every day now it's just every other day (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah absolutely but now i also find like i get excited when things make me like nervous like i like being challenged mm-hmm. so, i agree with that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah 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 get you out of outside your comfort zone mm-hmm. promotes yeah. growth mm-hmm. and i i agree with uh, that statement where yeah I, if you're not a little afraid of what you're doing mm-hmm. then that's te- usually when things start to go wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when yeah. you feel like you know everything and it's i'm an expert in this mm-hmm. it's good to like specialize in stuff but so many stylists now are an expert in this an expert in this and it's like shit can still happen you yeah. can still Everyone fuck somebody's hair up yeah. without yeah. meaning to with, and yeah yeah there's always going to be something that you've never done before or a situation that you didn't do as good as it could have been done like mm-hmm. there's always going to be someone better at you every single time you think you're the best mm-hmm. things are always changing in our industry too like products and trends and all that kind of stuff too what clients are asking for so butterfly cut wolf cut <laughs> yeah. cowboy cut. copper yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you see the trends come and go yes oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's all the same trends it's, just yeah, name something just kinda, else and they kind of just like cycle through i feel yeah yeah they just rebrand something that's already happened to make it cool again one thing <laughs> exactly. my one client is in hair school right now in edmonton And she said that her teacher was getting mad at her because she was too slow at stuff. And they were having clients on the floor. You have clients your first week, like doing a layered haircut, foils, stuff like that. And she said that the teacher told her, clients are going to be mad at you if you take too long. So it doesn't matter what it looks like when the foils are in. You have to like, they're kind of teaching them that mentality in and out what quantity over quality yeah and i'm like and like first you get good then you get fast and like the fast takes a while and fast is like your definition of fast there she said Mm -hmm. in school theirs was 30 foils in 30 minutes and i'm like i don't even think i could do that honestly like well and the my like most influential job my boss sat me down because i was really fast and he was like, you know, I really value people taking their time. And I think clients value that too. And I totally. wholeheartedly agree with that. Mm-hmm. If somebody, I've never had somebody complain about how long I took to do their hair. And no, like, I no. am like pretty efficient, but when I need to, I am very slow because it's important. Yeah. If you're charging somebody $200, $300 for a color and you're just like ripping through it, yeah, mm-hmm. that makes them feel... Like, you're just, like, taking their money. Yeah. You know? like Totally. I would rather have somebody be a little bit slower, do a really thorough job, and be, like, super stoked 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially like a lot of the hair trends right now, everything is very like finessey and detail oriented. Yeah. So you can't just like whip out these this perfect color melt. Like it's not in like an hour and a half. It's yeah. not possible. No. Not in a way that it's going to fade beautifully and like actually look good still in a few weeks versus like maybe not look so great in two weeks. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people or in in that like way which her teacher might be teaching her or whatever i think that maybe they're focusing on like as what it looks like when your client leaves the chair mm-hmm. that's all that matters yes. where in real life like what matters is how good mm-hmm. it looks for how long and mm-hmm. if like my main goal is that somebody only comes to get their hair done because they want to not because they have to mm-hmm. yeah so their hair always looks good all the time no matter what well but if your application is shitty yeah it's gonna be shitty yeah, yeah. and it's gonna be good for like uh, tops a month and then it's gonna start looking like shit yeah so that was interesting when she told me that mm. i was like that's not right that's so yeah. old school <laughs> yeah i feel like that's something that like is a big divide in our industry too is like how different salons take approach to the timing thing mm-hmm. for sure yeah yeah because i'd imagine like if someone's spending that much money on their hair then it's kind of the, the whole experience like start to finish is probably a bit of a you know to treat yeah. themselves or whatever it may be that they need mm-hmm. to be doing to to do it just feels rushed and not like relaxing like that's Mm -hmm. what most people i feel like value in a service like the end result is one thing but like experience is a huge part of Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. yeah the whole experience yeah amen yeah so one (laughs) (laughs) have you guys ever had bad experiences when with your own hair like yeah. has yeah. someone ever messed yeah. it up? Maybe it's part of it. Yeah, yeah. and like, like maybe not even with my own hair, but like other cosmetic services, mm-hmm. like pedicures, manicures, whatever. Like there are times where I've been for a pedicure, and then I'm like, oh, like that was like half an hour, and they just, mm-hmm. I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. Rush through it, and I'm here because I'm booked a spa appointment. Yeah, or exactly. whatever. Yeah. yeah, I've been looking forward to it for weeks, and then I just feel like I was just another person coming in and out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think people like something that they often desire from a hair appointment is to feel like a new person yes Mm -hmm. and like they are the most important person they want to be like fussed over Mm -hmm. my client today was like she was an old client of mine and then she went somewhere else where it was like a very busy salon with like eight or nine stylists and I asked how her experience was, and she's like, it was really good, but it was just, like, really packed in there. She's like, there was lots of kids, which is fine, but she's like, if I wanted to, like, hear a bunch of screaming kids and, like, have my stylist leave to go answer the phone a million times, mm-hmm. she's like, I would just, like, stay at home. And then she came here, and she was the only person here today. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. There then. you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. like, one of our, I would, I mean, like, for lack of better terms, policies is that you don't leave your client to answer the phone. Like we answer the phone when you're not doing anything. If you're mixing color, if you're with your client, if your client is paying for your time, you don't answer the phone. Mm -hmm. People can leave messages or email us. Mm -hmm. And that's like 
one thing that I think people really value and that I've mm-hmm. had lots of people talk about mm-hmm. before. That mm-hmm. was like the hardest habit to break when I started here, but I like almost every single one of my like old clients has commented on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with me. Mm-hmm. They notice it immediately. Yeah. Well, I remember being a client before being a stylist and it's the worst if that stylist is like the only person in that morning or whatever and they're leaving you like 10 times that adds like a half hour mm-hmm. onto your service because sometimes when people call on the phone they give you like a 15 minute life story and you're it's like do you like want to book a color or not yeah. <laughs> like yeah trying to get it in before they're actually here yeah so that goes yeah <laughs> Even just calling, they're like, you're my therapist. There's also something to say about like having to break your concentration on what you're doing so Mm. many times. Or the conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know for me, when my focus gets broken like that, like I can get back into it, but it like, it takes a second. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) I told you to mic her up. How long has Olive worked here? Since the start. (laughs) That was one of the first things when Lindsay got the building. She's like, Olive's coming every day. I'm like, well, yeah. Absolutely. And now when people come in, if Olive isn't like on the couch or running to the door, we'll like greet them and they'll just automatically be like, where's Olive? (laughs) It's like... You can tell when people walk in, they immediately are like looking around. They like scan. Yeah, they do. I was here with Poncho one day, and someone's like petting Poncho and calling him Olive. I'm like, I'm just not gonna correct you because this is Olive's house. (laughs) Yep. Head lady. Mm -hmm. There can only be one Beyonce. It's her. (laughs) Like, there's no debate. What's uh, the worst that you've ever messed up someone's hair? I had a really bad one, like not that long ago. Do you remember? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Okay. That chick popped up on my Instagram the other day, and I'm like, so okay. So Shana and I have been working together for a really long time, like probably seven years by now. Mm -hmm. And so when we, before we decided to open this, we ended up chair renting together at the same salon. So we essentially were like renting the front end of a salon out together. And so we were kind of like on our own, like you're not used to this. Um, Normally we decided we're gonna do consults with people and um, so that you can do test strands, make sure their hair is not gonna break off or whatever. And um, this girl did not want to do it, which is like, I get it, but this is why it's important. Um, so then I foregoed that because I was like trying to build my clientele again after leaving a salon, whatever. And what actually happened, because our consults, you ask so many questions about like things that are going to cause your hair to break off that people would not usually tell you. Um, so what ended up happening is she was using sun in on her hair and that's like a big no-no with lightener. So just for anybody listening, if you use sun in, don't do it. Um, but so I ended up foiling her hair. I was so excited. She was like this 20-year-old girl. So like she cares about Can't what be she looks like. Yeah, cares about what she looks like. I'm like, I'm going to get so many clients out of this girl because I'm going to do such a good job. I finished foiling her hair. I checked the first foil that I ever did and her hair was melting off. 
And like, I'm an experienced stylist. At that time, I had been doing hair for like nine, 10 years. I had never had that happen before. I like have never been irresponsible with people's hair. I don't believe I was irresponsible with her hair, but I just wasn't given the whole story. And whether that's me not asking enough questions because that's what the consultation appointment is for, but that's fine. And, or her like not telling me certain information I so I started pulling all the foils out of her hair and her hair was just coming out in clumps and so I remember like my ears started ringing like I probably would have passed out I go into the back room and Shane is like what happened like you are ghost white and I didn't know what to do you were ghost white but beet red all at the same time it was weird and like you're gonna scar yeah, yeah and I, I like couldn't that. think and so then I'm pulling out her foils and I was like okay because normally like you don't tell somebody until you know what's actually going on right and like I would never not tell somebody if their hair was damaged but usually you don't start like freaking out <laughs> but I was just like you know what I've never had this happen before but like you're losing a lot of hair and it wasn't all of her hair because I didn't foil it all but every single foil you pull it out and it just like snapped right off and so what had happened is lightener or bleach reacts with sun in because of the minerals that are in it and it just like melts the hair right off and I didn't know she had used that because I a didn't do a thorough consultation because whatever and b she just didn't tell me her history I think she just like really wanted I think my theory is that her stylist did not do or did not say she would do what she wanted her to do. So then she came to me and told me not the whole story so that I would do it. (laughs) Not, not kidding. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She wanted her hair done how she wanted it done, regardless of the consequences. And I think she thought that there was not going to be consequences and there was, and like, that's my fault. But anyways, I've never had that happen before, but yeah, her hair just like melted right off. I had a little bit of a meltdown. We like her hair was the same length. It was just she had lost half of her hair. So I mean, it could have been worse, but yeah, it was traumatizing, and I will never forget it. You just thinned it out a little for her. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was in hair school and I was doing a balayage, and well, this, what's a balayage? It's like just... a sun-kissed, like clay look. It looks like you've been laying out in the sun for like a couple weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so she had used box dye and I didn't know that. And in hair school, you do a consultation, but like a really quick one. So a girlfriend and I applied it with 40 ball with clay lightener and you cover it all with saran wrap to trap the heat in because balayage is like really slow lifting. And so we did a full head. We went to the back room. We were chilling out. I go back to check it and the girl was like, my ear is like really hot. And I'm like, oh, you have a full head of saran wrap. Of course it's hot. (laughs) But I didn't really check it. I went to the back room and I came back out like five minutes later and I went to go pull them. And she's like, no, it's like really hot. And she had like blisters on her ear. And I started pulling the saran wrap and like it started smoking. So I grabbed a teacher and I took her to the sink and we started pulling it out. And it was so weird. It was only like the back quadrant of her head. It wasn't her whole head. Thank God. But when we were pulling it out, it was like smoke and the weirdest smell and just like chunks of hair coming out. Uh. It was brutal. So what, that was because of the box dye? Yeah. 
like the metallic salts in it, kind of the same thing with sun in. I was just going to yeah. say, you guys especially don't... in like reddies and browns and stuff like that. And yeah, it was awful. I felt awful. Yeah. After you say yours, Hunter, then I'll decide what category mine's going to be. <laughs> I know. I feel like mine wasn't like as traumatic as melting someone's hair off, but it's almost worse because it was so avoidable. But I had like just started doing hair and I was doing one of my boss's clients. And at our old salon, we had like color like recipe cards so I just like followed it was like she had like a black root and then her mids and ends were like a red violet with like 20 or 30 vol and I didn't realize because she was naturally super dark so she had like probably four inches of regrowth and I did her like one inch root retouch of like one end and then the red violet with 30 vol from like the root regrowth down just to kind of like refresh her like dark purple red ends and I didn't realize that I was applying 30 vol red violet on uncolored hair right off her scalp. So her roots were black. She had a ring of like bright purple about an inch from that. And then the rest was like faded, dark <laughs> red violet. I was blow drying and I'm like trying to talk my way out of it. And I'm like, there's no just give it a couple washes and it'll blend in like a I was week. Like, I, can, I was like, I can like pull your root color down further. She's like, I think she just like walked out. I'm like, I'm never doing reds again. <laughs> so don't ask me to do reds. PTSD. Oh yeah. Okay. So I'll give one that's a different category. Um, this happened a really long time ago, but um, Okay, so I was, this was at my first salon job. I was probably like maybe two and a half, no, like two years into doing hair. So like still pretty new. Um, a walk-in client came in and he just wanted like a number two Caesar, like basic. Um, and so he was telling me like when he first came in that he was getting his hair cut because he had a job interview like coming up the next day, blah, blah, blah. So I was talking to him about that. And when I put my clipper guard on, I just must have like it was half on or something, whatever. And so as I was clippering up the back, the guard fell off and uh so <laughs> he got a chunk literally like shaved down to a zero in the back and I like my whole body turned cold yet hot and like I was probably like 20 at the time like I was super young and super insecure and like had no backbone and so I like picked, I remember picking up the guard off the floor and then looking up and seeing it. And like, of course we have a mirror in front of us. And I was like, <laughs> and so I just put the guard on and I'm like shaking like a leaf. I put the guard on and I just like clipper the rest of it. Cause I'm like panicking and he's just talking, 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 talking about his job interview. And like, I'm disassociated at this point. Right. Like I'm not here. My thought, my soul is left. Especially her skin, like gray, she's so translucent. (laughs) Yeah, twenty-year-old me too. Just like I am gonna die today. So I turn him around. We had like sinks at our station. I wash his hair, and as I'm washing his hair, I'm like, I'm like convulsing. I'm shaking so hard, and I'm just like, 
you have to tell him there's no way around this like you have to tell him you like you could you to. blend it out okay so the <laughs> kicker of this and i feel like this i must have like done something good to deserve some good karma because literally the week before i had taken a fade class so he left with a bald fade <laughs> When I brought him up out of the sink, I just like turned him around and I was like, okay, there is like no way I can like, I'm just going to put, I, I, my clipper guard fell off. I'm so sorry. Like it was a complete accident. I'm so sorry. Um, I can fix it, but there's the only way I can fix it is to like do a really short fade, but like I can fix it. And he was like, oh, like, because it was on the back of his head, he couldn't see it. He's like, can you show me? And I was like, I don't think you want me to do that. and I so I showed him and I was like okay like I'm just like just I I have to fade it like you're not gonna pay for your haircut blah 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 I'm so sorry he was so nice to me about it and I think it's probably I I know because I was like 20 and I was like very much like probably in tears shaking like very visibly upset and uh so you know did the bald fade honestly like it looked good and really he was so nice to me he was like um well I'm like going for an interview uh like with an oil field job so like I don't know maybe I'll like fit in with this haircut I was like (laughs) (laughs) so nice of you positive guy yeah (laughs) Yeah. and he like insisted still on paying for half of his haircut and I just was like I just want to die and so I just like bumbled away i was like you're not paying and was like thank you so much for being so nice went into the back room and I've been holding back tears this whole like 45 minute appointment and one of my coworkers was like oh my god Janessa you that fade looked great you're already getting to utilize your skills from the class and I just bursted into tears it wasn't intentional yeah <laughs> I didn't and, get to I had to <laughs> yeah and so for like honestly truly like maybe five months after that every single time I would use my clipper guards I would start shaking <laughs> and like PTSD. having flashbacks of the war literally honestly I remember being in hair school there was a chick beside me and she had a guy in for a haircut, and he had said he wants zero off the top, a little off, <laughs> like just a little off the sides. Fuck. And she took that as I want zero on oh. top. Oh. And you never, you never start Mr. a haircut Burns. like yes. You never start a haircut like in the center of somebody's head. Also, <laughs> so this chick took her clippers down the middle of this guy's head. And like she did one strip and he was like, what are you doing? (laughs) And the teachers had to come and she had to like shave his whole head. And he was like a bigger dude, like really bowling ball face. It was awful. He was pissed. (laughs) He was not nice like that guy. (laughs) I know. I, I still think about that man and I'm like, thank you so much for being so nice to me. Especially because I was traumatized enough just from like the experience of it and feeling awful and also being like a really young insecure stylist so shout out to that guy for being nice to me have you ever used the wrong scissors yes i have have. okay every time i make a mistake it's always on some 20 year old girl where her appearance is her entire fucking identity and like okay i was new 
have a couple of stories from the first job that I worked at. I cut a guy's hair without a cape on because I was like <laughs> double, <laughs> like clipper cut, and I, I yeah. Anyways, but I definitely like went to thin somebody's hair out, and I don't thin people's hair out the same way anymore. But when you're new, you just grab a piece of hair, take your thinning shears, and go. go to town. <laughs> yeah, and it was my normal shears, and I just remember slow motion. It was like shh. No. <laughs> <laughs> And then, I, of course, like, I was so new at hair, though. I was like, because, okay, so I was taught, like, if they can't see it, they don't know about it. You don't tell them. <laughs> and I'm not like that anymore. I'm probably more picky than my clients are these days. But, like, I just basically, like, pretended it didn't happen. And I was like, I'm just going to thin your hair on. I thin the rest of it out. It was so bad. So bad. I did it to one of my best friends by accident. Luckily, he's a guy. And we <laughs> just finished cutting, like, the length on the top. I'm like, do you want any more off? He's like, uh, like, I don't know. And I went to start, like, thinning, like, his blend zone with my texture shears. What? They were not my texture shears. Uh. And I was like, well, we're going shorter, so. <laughs> Are you guys still friends? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Now he has a mullet. <laughs> <laughs> Mullets are in now, aren't they? And don't yes. you dare use Definitely. the wrong shears now. <laughs> you never hear the end of it. Yeah. Smell it is precious. Can you smell that? No. Olive like shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I'm so serious. It's I all I like, can smell. Like right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. She's, Girl, just she's a gassy girl. <laughs> she is really relaxed. relaxed. Oh my god. Her it's the worst when a client is holding Olive or she's under the chair and she you lets like, one rip. Because you can tell the client is like. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they say something and then, but sometimes you can tell that they're like, I hope she doesn't think that that was me. And but then, then I'm also like, I hope she doesn't think that that was me. I know sometimes I'm like, oh my God, Olive farted so bad. But then I'm like, what if that was my client? And I just like call them out. Yeah. Well, you just saved her then. <sighs> I just That's take true. my blow dryer, kind of yeah, like blow, blow it around. Right. Yeah. She was sitting on my lap the other day and I heard it like five minutes before I smelled it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what was that? Where was, like, was that me? Was that you? Like, what definitely What's heard coming? Something. And I said something to Shana and then I got up and walked away and Shana's like uh, <laughs> What time? Yeah, she did. Um, one time Shana was holding Olive in the back room and she was like so relaxed and, and there was only two clients in the salon but we always have little cuddle sessions with her in the back room and Shana got up and she's like Lindsay can you look at the chair like is that a poop she's freaked out a turd <laughs> I was like confused because I'm like, did that come from me? But then I saw that it was like a turd, so obviously it couldn't. <laughs> we had really good clients in that day, but I just remember I like could com- compose myself. Like I was like crying when to when I went to go talk to my client. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but all of just pooped on Shayla. <laughs> Just the fact that she, like, it's one thing to get a skid mark, but for her to, like, pinch it out. No. Yes. It's like, how does that happen? She's old. Yeah. Favorite auntie. (laughs) She's real relaxed. Can't wait till I can do that when I'm old. Do you remember Poncho's first day when Janessa oh, and I used to work hell Mondays? yeah. Poncho's first day, he comes in. Thankfully, there was no one in here. Leaves a fat shit right in the front. And I was <laughs> like, like, looking me dead in the eye. Oh, and yeah. He just, like, squats down. 
And Hunter's like, this is between us. I'm like, yup. <laughs> <laughs> I just started. I'm like having a panic attack. And it was his first day. And we it was really nervous. It was nervous. Well. Yeah. I was like, he's never coming back here. You're on thin ice. <laughs> <laughs> then he started beefing with the UPS man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. The poor UPS guy. Only the, the one. Only the one. Only the one. He must be a serial killer or something, but there was a time, I swear to God, Poncho actually bit his testicles. I seen it. I I seen it. Like, yeah. No, I was there. It happened. I've never, like, left my client so fast. I, like, shoved him in the back of the slam the door, and I'm, like, trying to crawl inside my own skin. I'm like, I'm so sorry. He's really friendly. He's so nice. Like, Poncho doesn't like him? No. He's a driver. Like, he will see him from across the parking lot. Feral. Fucking loses charge. it. Yes, it's feral. Like, he acts like he's never, like, been somewhere. Yeah. Good guard dog. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. So now every time that UPS man comes in, we're like, Damn, I'm a cookie! I see, I, oh, I see cookies. <laughs> Here and I see the truck, he gets put in yep. the bathroom. Like, it's a team effort. Like, is there a UPS even, delivery? I don't even say anything. I just leave my client. I'm yeah. like, I'll be right back. Watch <laughs> <laughs> go. I wonder what that guy's thinking every time he shows up. He's like, oh, oh god damn. He probably hates it. We started giving him cookies though, and he seems pretty excited. He about probably it. has a cup on underneath his <laughs> uniform now. Honestly, I, yeah, I feel I like he him. hasn't been in in a long time. Oh, like maybe he got his shift changed. Yeah, probably. Like, I'm oh yeah, right after anyway. that happened, some other guy came in and was like, "Yeah, the other guy's on holidays." I'm like, "Is he on permanently <laughs> from disfiguration? Bite a hole in his pants? Is he on holidays or is he like I'm not fucking going there? Getting reconstructive surgery. Oh. And for the record, Poncho is like a curly black teddy bear. Like he's yeah, he's tiny. He's this is tiny. What he does all day. Yeah, just smooths schmoozes like a cat would never do that just saying that's fucking true man <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> so when you when you do have a mistake or mess up what is that's just that's what it is right honesty honesty yeah. is the best totally. policy tell your client yeah. something happened and just you can fix, fix it, it then yeah. or if they would like to come back mm-hmm. to fix it They're if you try to hide out, it yeah totally. yeah just say it because also like it's really hard for people to speak up, even if they feel like they have a good relationship with you. Like, I mean, if it were me in the reverse situation, I don't know that I could say something. And so you, I feel like it's your responsibility as a stylist to be the one to be like, hey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because sometimes too, maybe someone won't notice something right away, but then they'll go home and notice it. Like say a common one is if you have a little bit of a foil bleed, or if you have like a spot somewhere that the gray doesn't cover or something like that. And I think most people will like, above all, they will not be upset. They'll be They'll happy. appreciate it. Yeah, that you were honest and are like, I'm just gonna like, I, I wanna fix this for you. Like you're not walking around with something that isn't what my artistic like vision was. So I agree, honesty. Yeah. And if you try to hide it, that's when they'll go somewhere else and be like, I went yeah. here and like... Shit talk. Yeah, yeah basically. Well, mm-hmm. People need to understand that like we're human beings. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we don't do the best at our job and whether that's just because we're not having a great day, we made a mistake or something unexpected happened, like we're not going to be perfect 100% of the 
percent of the time mm-hmm. like also, we're just not and like everyone fucks up at mm-hmm. their job there's so many variables too like yeah. shit happens yeah and like hair is like a living canvas kind of like skin for tattoo artists that like it's not just as simple as like pen to paper there is so many variables at play and it's not possible for them to all be within our control have you had people like if you made a mistake that they just lean into it Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. This turned out a little pinker than I thought, but it's pretty fun, isn't it? <laughs> oh, people will be like, oh, wow. Oh, that's different. Oh, that's different. <laughs> Whenever you do somebody's hair and they say, that's different, it means they don't like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also. Maybe I'll get used to it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Go home and cry. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Have you had people cry in the chair? Like, because of a mistake? It's been a really long time, but I once don't... upon a time as a baby stylist, maybe once or twice, it's mm-hmm. been a really long time. But I think also part of that is having the like, like backbone and the like honesty to just speak with that person in like a calm way and get it figured out. And that takes time to learn. I've had people laugh at me before. Like, this one lady laughed at me because I cut her bangs really short, but I was, like, a baby stylist, and she just fucking laughed and then walked out. <laughs> if you don't laugh, you'll cry. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget it. But I don't think it made anybody cry, but probably. Actually, actually, the girl that I burned her hair off, she didn't even cry, but she blocked me after and then unblocked me, and I bought her some wine. <laughs> the apology line yeah she was in shock yeah she definitely like blocked me on instagram because i went to go message her to be like i just want you to know i'm really sorry like we will fix this blah blah, blah. and i was blocked for like a solid couple hours but that's it cool. <laughs> i'm and- definitely like i've also like witnessed some like especially like at my first salon job um like when you're working in like kind of maybe like a more walk-in like lower like lower price range salon where there's maybe a lot of apprentices or newer stylists um I feel like watching some of the like horrifying mistakes of some of my like (laughs) fellow colleagues like helped me like not have too many of those personally but like there's this one time one in particular where one of my co-workers who like was uh, an apprentice at the same time as me she started hair school just a little after me got hired there just a little after me and long story short she permed hair that had been like bleached to like white blonde and so she left with like ramen noodle fried short hair and like it was oh oh, yeah like it was like threat level midnight it was really bad and like just observing that gave me ptsd so can we talk about like what over processed hair feels like also for people that don't know cotton wet cotton noodles never gets dry and if you touch it when it's wet it's just gonna break apart in your hand and it just like stretches and then you let it go and it just like stays there mm-hmm. had, like it's crazy i had a client that had like a previous balayage from another salon and back when i still did a lot of perms her and i were just doing like root color every like couple months or whatever she's like i think like my hair can handle it like i know my hair like it's strong and she like went a I perm told, yeah 
I kept, and I kept telling her no, and then she called and talked to someone else, and they, like, booked her for a perm, and she came in, and I was like, I'm going to cut a little piece of your hair out. I'm going to put it in a bowl of perm solution. Ooh, I'm going to go girl. mix your root color. When I come back, I'll show you what your hair will look like if we perm it. And by the time we came back, her hair had literally disintegrated. Like, it was not even in the bowl anymore. I was like, yeah, no. I feel like something I've heard clients say is that, like, they'll say... I don't care if you fry my hair a little bit to get to what I want it to be, but like, the tr- I think they get it. no, you're the like, truth but is, I care. Yeah. It's like, number one, I care because you're like out there walking around, you know, your hair is my billboard. But like number two, people don't have generally speaking, like unless they've personally seen witness that they have no ability to like actually understand what that entails and like mm-hmm. they don't want to <laughs> they don't understand that it's not just a like it's fried now it'll get better mm-hmm. it's like you have to cut it off it's yeah. fried yeah. now and yeah. it's gonna continue to break mm-hmm. until all of that hair is gone it's not gonna get better it's just gonna continue to break every single time you touch it no oliplex gonna is gonna say, fix it not when it's past that point it's just cut it off and yeah. it's not just a little dry yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's some of the most rewarding uh, cuts or experiences that you've had? People. Oh my god, there's a lot. There's a lot. I feel like dealing with people's appearances is like fucking wild. Like it's like, yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. If you give somebody like a drastic makeover, like watching them walk out into the parking lot into their vehicle they're just like flipping their hair back and forth they take a selfie later that night like you have changed their life yes like it's like the best or they're like taking selfies in their car before they even leave Mm -hmm. the parking lot i've watched Mm -hmm. people do that before yeah so that's just like the best part knowing that you have just made somebody feel so fucking good about themselves Mm -hmm. and you got to like spend four hours with them and Mm -hmm. do that it's cool I feel like, um, or like another one is when people, you know, maybe will like, sometimes when you've been seeing somebody for a while, at some point, I feel like they'll kind of verbalize to you, like, there's nobody that's ever done my hair like you do. Like, I couldn't ever find somebody that like did exactly what I wanted until I found you. And you're like, oh my God, that is like so that is very touching and like I matter to you you matter to me like wow thanks but then on the other side of that if somebody comes and sits in your chair and is like if it's a new client they're like nobody can get my hair right Mm -hmm. you're automatically like I don't want you in my chair yeah Yeah, that's like 10 red flags like right there no Mm -hmm. one can I probably can't either yeah it's not the hairstylist it's the person Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just looking for something to nitpick. Yes. Yeah. Something to post on Facebook and be like, this stylist is so shitty. Where can I, I go? Oh, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> Red Deer's rants and raves. <laughs> I feel like most of the time people like that, it's not even about their hair. It's they're unhappy with something Absolutely. in their life. Like, yeah, or the way that they feel totally. about themselves. and has nothing mm-hmm. to do with their hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing that we have the power of which to fix. We just do not have the degrees. We need to contact mental help. <laughs> yeah. You need like an actual therapist, not oh, a hairstylist therapist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what advice uh, what advice do you have for people looking to get into the industry? 
<laughs> so much, but also nothing at the same time. I know. I'm still learning. <laughs> stay humble. Yeah. Never stay, stop learning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. never stop mm-hmm. learning. Stay humble and also set boundaries before they need to be set. So true. Oh, yes. Yeah. Especially with social media, the way that it is between like hairstylists specifically and our clients. And also like because we spend so much time with our clients and talk about so much personal things boundaries are very easy to be crossed and you never have, give your cell yeah. number to a client never, never. messaging, <laughs> messaging never, on never. instagram is one thing because like mm-hmm. people and i'm guilty of this too if you're on your phone at like 11 30 10 p.m or something you'll message your stylist and if i see i have a message i'm gonna answer it right away mm-hmm. i can't just like leave it but if somebody has your cell number and they're mm-hmm. messaging you all the time, mm-hmm. don't do it. I like texted a lot of my clients when I move salon. So like some of them have my number, but I have one client that she like continually will call my cell to like confirm her appointments. <laughs> no. Like, two days before I'm like, you you don't even have to confirm it. Like I know you'll be there. No. <laughs> I think the one thing like so I worked at the hair school really briefly like a couple years ago when Shana was going to hair school at the very tail end of when Shana was going to hair school um I worked there for like six months just like casually on the floor and something I used to always tell like the little babies when they would graduate when they would like ask me something like that is I'd be like you are gonna screw up literally so much in your first like like minimum two years and like you have to accept that as reality there's nothing you can do to change that you just have to like do your best to learn and grow from it and like get comfortable with learning how to develop a backbone because people will walk all over you otherwise when you work so closely with people and if you don't have a backbone you'll just get steamrolled and yes that's the client's fault but to a point eventually it also becomes your responsibility to be strong and, you have to learn yeah. how to say no yeah. if somebody's yeah. asking you for something like totally unrealistic which happens a lot with people seeing stuff on tiktok instagram all that stuff if somebody shows you something like they will appreciate your honesty of mm-hmm. being like we're not gonna be able to do that mm-hmm. today maybe like three appointments from now we'll be able to mm-hmm. because if you over promise and under deliver mm-hmm. they're gonna be bummed Whereas totally. if you're like, I'll get you like as good as I can. We'll see like what we can get to. Mm-hmm. And then if you do it, you're like fucking God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you're the best hairstylist. Yes. So under promise, over deliver. Yeah. Also, I feel like sometimes I'll have like all this information to give out. And like I've had other stylists be like, oh my God, how do you know that? I'm like, because I fucked up that mm-hmm. many times. Yeah. And that's your the way that you learn the best is that you make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So... For me, I'm like, I only know as much as I know is be- because I fucked up so many times. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know not to do certain things because I've done them when you shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, also, I think that another thing from where I used to work, I also used to work with a lot of like, like apprentices, had like apprentices like assisting me directly. And um, I feel like the ability to like take accountability for like where you need to improve and instead of responding to criticism in a way that it's like personal just like it's because it's it's literally not it's not personal it's professional and if you can learn and grow from criticism you're going to become a way better stylist way faster than the person that will make up 
like, oh, well, no, I did it because of this or did it because mm-hmm. of that, you know, just excuses. Yes. Excuses. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Some people. Backpedaling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time they make a mistake, it's the client is crazy. And yes. I, yes. I started, yeah. yeah, I started with this narrative. I worked in a bigger salon and I started with this narrative where I'm like, okay, but is the client always crazy? Like mm-hmm. sometimes you make mistakes too. Totally. It's not always the client being crazy. Cause and I like, feel maybe it's both. Yeah. Like, maybe you made a mistake uh, yeah. and that person also had and a like, realistic And like sometimes the client is being crazy, but sometimes they're not and you actually did make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like what I wish someone would have told me when I started this industry is like, you're allowed to fire clients. Mm-hmm. Like that's still a hard (laughs) thing for me to like come to terms with like not everyone's a match and it doesn't even always have to like do with like their hair or what they want or like your skill sometimes it's just doesn't work Mm -hmm. I've never thought about that but like the breakup process with a client uncomfortable just (laughs) uncomfortable and it happens a lot less often than it should that's true but it's hard it's hard but it's like so empowering when you do do it yeah you like there's a huge weight lifted off of your shoulder once that message is sent email is sent or whatever it's like you always know that you made the right choice i think i've only done it twice because i'm too scared to i've only done it like twice yeah i can't imagine it happens often well no yeah no not super just did it this week (laughs) but that was that hasn't happened in a while and also I feel like something we all share here is that like we're just like all very emotionally in tune and sensitive humans so we all struggle with that so we all have to help each other out when it comes to that to like validate each other and like okay this is what I'm gonna send do you think it sounds okay should I change the wording I need a lot of reassurance just at all times yes. in general <laughs> and then you hit send and it's like oh my god yes. <laughs> won't and look at my phone for like hours yeah. yeah and sometimes it's not even about the client being the problem sometimes it's just like you know what I don't think I can make you happy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah Sometimes you get so in your head about stuff. If there's like issues with their color or something they're not liking, it's just like, even though it might be like a simple service, Mm -hmm. you are just so, I know myself, I just overthink it too much Mm -hmm. and I'm Mm -hmm. just like incapable of doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's just Mm -hmm. best to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And have people reacted poorly? Or are they pretty understanding? (laughs) I feel like they usually backpedal. (laughs) (laughs) I've had somebody leave me nine threatening voicemails before (laughs) somebody literally threatened to burn our salon down and called Lindsay a stupid bitch and told all like was talking about all of being like hey you and your stupid dog who doesn't even do anything it was crazy she like left Lindsay drunk voicemails oh no we got that google review taken down my god and it was literally because like i couldn't get her a discount on another company's product oops so that was the worst that was like very not typical usually it's like pretty okay yeah 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 i actually it wasn't a client that i did but a few years ago where I worked I was like working full-time behind the chair and I was also like managing and so that meant when situations occurred I had to be the one to deal with it which let me tell you hell no I like to be good cop only 
Um, and yeah, basically this lady, I didn't do her service. My coworker did it. My coworker did everything perfectly. This person was like, like I would say probably mentally unwell. So like I have a lot of (laughs) empathy for them on that level, but also like when they called and were like, yeah, threatening to like, like actually it's funny, same thing, burn the salon down. I'm like, okay, well, like, okay, awesome. And yeah, that was, that's like really traumatic for us to deal with because like we're literally just people and also like there's a boundary that's easier to cross with us because of our like job title like you wouldn't call your doctor and do that no it's not okay yeah people think they can like say whatever to hairstylists Mm -hmm. and like treat them like shit Mm -hmm. for whatever reason i don't know why it's a thing So you're currently looking for another... On that note. Now, to bring it down a lot. You did your research. Come work with us. Yes. What are you looking for in, uh, to add to your team? Um, a friend. Yeah, yeah. Like, we want Honestly. somebody who fucking loves doing hair. We are all, like, really good friends. Like, we're going to Vegas together in a month. And not because it's like a salon thing. It's because we all love each other and we're all obsessed with each other. And like, that's what we want. Mm -hmm. And we want somebody who values their own mental health, Mm -hmm. values their own boundaries, but also knows that like everyone's just doing their fucking best, you know? Mm -hmm. Totally. Mm -hmm. Another little puzzle piece to to fit our little... Mm -hmm. We're, we're all little puzzle pieces that fit together. So. Yeah, and we all have bad days, and we all are, like, really good Respect at acknowledging it. that oh, and yeah. respecting it. Yeah. Like, I, yesterday, I was even like, I'm sorry, I haven't touched one load of laundry, and I still am just sitting here drinking coffee, so. Mm-hmm. And nobody cares. Like it's we're not all, that deep. No, and well, we're all. And there will be another day that one of us is there, and yeah. you're going to be doing all the laundry. Yeah. It's all good. I think all of us have worked at salons before where, as soon as you if somebody's having a bad day and they leave the back room instantly everybody's talking shit about them Mm -hmm. or if people are talking shit about someone and they come into the back the room goes silent and it's like high school all over again it's brutal Mm -hmm. and you can just like feel your insides dying Mm -hmm. so it's like having a space here where it's like when we have bad days it's cool whatever do whatever but it's never like that here mm-hmm. yeah like if anything at all like someone's entitled to have a bad day but if it's been like a week then we'll be like hey like i really love you and that's like unfortunately not normal for hair salons i feel like, I feel like but, this is like a very like catty industry especially yeah. being like primarily women, women and kind of by nature competitive as yeah. well and i think that can just bring out the worst side yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's not like that here yay so come work here (laughs) if you're our missing puzzle piece yeah and you like dogs yeah oh my god janessa also (laughs) (laughs) actually preferably a cat because currently we're two dog owners to two cat owners and like i'd like to tip the scales in the cat favor so but there's still the cat to dog ratio is still higher Oh, that's true. Oh so is it? Yeah. Three dogs, four cats. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, yeah, we're just looking for someone who's like real, realistic. And like I would say our version of professional is not normal. Like we definitely like 
encourage you to be yourself um a lot of the music that we play is like not appropriate but you know like they're professional to us is about treating people with respect being real being honest and doing the best that you can it's not about being like prim and proper and untouchable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like being fake i feel like that's all something that we've like you have your like salon persona yeah Yeah. which like i feel like is a protective barrier and I know I definitely personally have one but like I think that you can be real and like relatable to somebody and still be like professional but it doesn't mean that you have to like talk to them any different than like how you talk to your friends or your family if you're talking to them with respect who cares if you say a little bit of fucks you Mm -hmm. know (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) essentially yeah a couple little swear words in the music (laughs) (laughs) what was that one little peep song bitch i can make you rich (laughs) it was like right when we first opened we had a lot of little peep on the song and oh my god there was a oh christian gates i think the song was and it was like about doing coke in a bathroom (laughs) and i took it off because somebody asked me to like trial There's I, one that Lindsay added recently <laughs> that we've kept on. Do you know the one I'm talking about? The, you always the fucking gaslight me. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Okay, fuck you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That one's staying on. I've so been tempted to put on like, I don't fuck with you. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a little too much. I don't think it is. Oh, I'm part owner. I don't think it is. Maybe we could have like, if the right person was in here, they'd be like, yeah. 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 My client walked in at like 9 30. I don't remember what song was playing, but like the second she opened the door, she was fucking dancing. And she's usually like so quiet and like monotone and serious. I'm like, am I drunk right now? It was like 80s Eurobeat. Like share. No, it was Night in Roxbury. Be my lover. Yes. Listen, we have we have little people. We also have Celine Dion, so Oh yeah, that's valid. It's a little bit of everything. And I'll do some gangster rap, and then I'll do some indie. (laughs) A little bit of like everything, just a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. The name Crybaby. Where does that come from? Number one asked question. (laughs) Um. Okay, it's Shani. You can tell it. When Lindsay and I first started hanging out, and we were drinking a lot of wine, she would just start bawling. It could be about anything, like happy, sad. Anytime we went to the vat, she would just be like, that guy is me to Tyler because he has his head tattooed. <laughs> and it wasn't even like, just like a little upset, like dragon tears sprouting. <laughs> so when we were talking about a name, we had like all these other like earthy, whatever, nothing was working. And then she mentioned Crybaby as a joke because she had just gotten vans with it on the back and we were like no whatever but then a couple hours later we're like what if we did name it crybaby yeah i remember you snapchatted me it was super hot out and we didn't have ac and we were in like a heritage home so shana's like i don't know if it's just the heat but i actually think i really like crybaby (laughs) and yeah and i feel like it's different people remember it people ask about it Mm -hmm. it's something that's like easy to remember but hard to forget and it's like, I feel like also a little bit like 
alternative vibes. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it definitely suits everyone's aesthetic and your, your entire <laughs> salon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I cry a lot. Me too. <laughs> yeah. well, you know what? We had an emo night and literally... <laughs> <laughs> I'm the only one. Okay, we had two emo nights, and the first emo night, I'm the only one who didn't cry by the end of the night, and the first and the second emo night, I cried by the end of the night. Nobody else did, so Actually, we're all crybabies. I did cry on the second one silently <laughs> outside in the rain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Really emotional. Yeah. Lindsay got my beer on me and hit the tears. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unintentionally. That's funny. Who's gonna cry in Vegas? All, All of us. us. <laughs> For sure. Oh yeah. But it's also a really good Janis Joplin song. Yes. Also. Really good Janis Joplin song. Yeah. Everyone thinks it's the Johnny Depp movie. It's not. No. No. It is a good movie though. But yeah. like unrelated. Yeah. Has anybody seen the movie? a long time ago though I don't really like, remember most of it but yeah have you seen it no I have not I remember being like young and whenever they would have movie or yeah movies on much more music mm-hmm. like La Bamba Selena all those movies Crybaby would be on and there was the chick named Hatchet Face <laughs> I feel like I R.I.P. resonate with that yeah <laughs> 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 okay but Crybaby is actually about like accepting those who aren't like within the beauty standards which i completely agree with we love also. a square peg in a round world yes mm-hmm. how do you said. <laughs> what can i say you're I'm so pretty... smart that should be on like our website <laughs> <laughs> how do you find that uh social media has affected the beauty industry I think in like online portfolio now, like as a hairstylist, you have to have an Instagram. Mm-hmm. If especially like maybe if you're like an established stylist, you've been doing hair forever, then like kind of whatever. But if you're like now, they teach social media and Instagram in hair school. That's you have crazy. to have an Instagram set up before. I think you even really get on the floor. They're teaching you how to take photos and stuff like that. There's people that their full time job is teaching stylists how to do social media how to create content batch content editing videos algorithm yeah it's literally a it's a job job. on yeah it's a job on top of all of your clients you have to like dedicate time to if you're doing videos and reels and stuff like that piecing them together making your instagram page look cohesive like it's yeah i don't know it's all, it's obviously amazing because it's free advertising and it's the best advertising, but it's hard. That's the part I struggle with the most, yeah, I feel like. I've been, I don't think I posted in like a month and a half. Yeah, and some stylists are so good at it, doing reels constantly, but it's just, I don't know. I feel like it's just because I'm old. Sometimes <laughs> also, for me, I feel like it's about carving out the time to actually dedicate to mm-hmm doing stuff like this um and it's like sometimes it's like you want to and you have the desire to but when you're behind the chair all day with clients and you maybe have 10 minutes to like eat and like maybe another five to like pee if you're lucky then you go home and like you're exhausted and you want to eat all your calories for the day in the bathtub like when am I supposed to make a post Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
And some people really like doing that, but that's on another note. I don't like doing it. Mm-hmm. So I do what I can and that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But all of the grease. <laughs> <laughs> I think Instagram is like the thing for hairstylists right now. Like I feel like no clients are really, they're not like checking out your portfolio on like Facebook or like Google reviews too. But I think Instagram, I, I know for me, if I have a new client sit in my chair or message me, it's a hundred percent because they found your Instagram. It's mm-hmm. through Instagram all the way. I was just going to ask what percentage of your clients now do you think are from social media? Oh my God. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. If it's not, if it's not word, media, of mouth. word of mouth. Yeah. 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 And that person might've found you on social media and then they're tagging their friends in your post mm-hmm. or sending your profile to them. Mm-hmm. I do that too with my own services though. Like if somebody recommends somebody, I don't just book with them. I go to their Instagram and I yeah. look mm-hmm. at everything yeah. else. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But like radio ads, bus ads, bus stop benches like I remember a salon we worked at Mm -hmm. that's not cheap so Mm -hmm. they would put out all this money for it but it's like the people that you actually get from a radio ad is like non-existent yeah yeah or we used to do lots of like trade shows and stuff like that no especially because like everything about our industry is visual so it just doesn't translate in like radio or anything like that if i hear an ad on the radio it doesn't matter what it's for i'm changing it oh my god oh, yeah. i'm not gonna yeah. listen to yeah. it i do not listen to the radio bluetooth exactly. only yeah or, <laughs> or silence yeah if, yeah if i ride in silence car, a lot hell no yeah. after yeah. work silence yeah <laughs> I'm bumping the beats after work. Right. <laughs> Went through like a satellite radio phase and it drove Ooh, me fucking ick. crazy. That's also because we both used to work at salons that listen to the radio That's and true. were forever like listen ruined. To the same 10 songs all day. Like all the time you listen to the radio? Trauma. Yeah. yeah. Dang. Working in the mall at Christmas. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Flashbacks of the war. Don't miss it. Is that why you don't like Mariah Carey? That is. <laughs> Makes sense. Also, even when I was in Japan, I still heard All I Want for Christmas is You constantly, and I don't know how she followed me 8,000 kilometers, but she did. <laughs> it's the goat. Mariah's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> she can't escape Mariah. She finds you. <laughs> she smells my fear like a horse. Yeah, she's actually Santa Claus. <laughs> Excuse me when you're sleeping. Oh, ew. <laughs> Well, and uh, what is what are the plans for the future for Crybaby? Uh, we have a lot of like tentative plans. Like, obviously, our next plan is um, building another station, getting somebody else in here. Shane and I, ideally, like in a perfect world, we would like to open another location or a spa location, like a crybaby spa house or bathhouse kind of thing. Um, but we are honestly just trying to enjoy our lives currently, make sure that the other crybabies love being here, which I hope they do. And that's our main concern is like making sure everybody is fucking stoked to be here and working here and being a crybaby. So mm-hmm. we're really stoked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Honestly, that's dope because it's really cool that you asked if you could all do this together. To like, yeah. it really shows that you're more fun with <laughs> each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that you at least appreciate each other. Totally. You know what I mean? Like, if three of you were here and then the other one just wasn't invited, well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awkward. <laughs> yeah. Get the hint. Yeah. What? I think actually too, truly, we've all worked at salons where that that's like not even like that's not fiction or yeah, that's not fiction, that's reality. That's absolutely something that happens and that shit's just toxic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I like sometimes I'm like, okay, something is gonna fucking go wrong because I'm like this is like the best situation ever like we're all we all get along so well and like we all respect each other so much and care about each other so much and in my little like hairstylist brain for the past 13 years I'm like okay someone hates me and they're not telling me (laughs) yeah I had a bad day after my birthday it was completely unrelated to this I just was having the sads Lindsay was like she's gonna quit and I'm like oh my god no this is literally the best part of my life currently (laughs) everything else is shit you're gonna quit i'm sorry i don't know what i did but i'm sorry <laughs> Anxiety. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of regulars anonymous if you want to find out more about our guests please check the bio below for all their links and information Thank you for supporting by subscribing and following the show. I might see you out there and have no idea who you are. 